3: Being aggressive, we thought it was going to be easy. We thought they were going to give up. This game is a long game, it's a long game. You know, the team was coming back from 30 points in one game. So, for us to sit here and act like you know, we're we're somebody, we're not we're not jag ish right now. Like, we haven't proved nothing, we haven't done nothing. So, we got to stay aggressive at all times. We got to realize that we're a targeted team, teams want to beat us. So, until we get that in the back of our heads, we're going to continue to play this week. Like, we got to play with some confidence, play with some. A sense of urgency and aggressiveness, like on a defensive end, not offensively, straight defense, like because we're not defending the soul. Period.
0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Ben Standing here for another edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. Big day, Friday. Wizards hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. First look at LeBron James and his new friends. I don't know if we're calling them super friends yet because the Cavaliers are looking anything, uh, but but an easy. They're looking at anything un, what? what am I gonna say? They're not looking like Eastern Conference champs. We'll just go with that. Uh, they've lost four in a row. They've been getting, the last three games have gotten smoked. They're giving up a ton of points per game. Um, they get, they're out now, Tristan Thompson, for a few weeks, but they still got that LeBron James guy. We all know what he did last year here in the game of the year, banking home that three, uh, to force overtime, and Cleveland ended up winning that game here in the, but I think it was probably the game of the year in the NBA. And all that's going to come up again tomorrow, Friday night. Wizards hosting Cleveland. I will be there. I am Ben Standig. Uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully, uh, if you guys are there, hopefully you have a good time. Uh, hopefully it's a fun game. And hopefully, uh, you know, from the perspective of you want your team to win, then hopefully the Wizards win. Uh, the Wizards need to win. Because if they lose, the Wizards have lost... I mean, whatever. It's early in the year, we get that. But they're four and three. They've lost three of four right now. If they lose to Cleveland, that will be um, two straight and uh, four or five. Then they go to Toronto. So you know, that's that that you know, at a basic level, you sort of chalk that one up as a loss. I mean, you know, or at least you say that the Wizards are not going to be favored in that game. So, you know, the the most importantly, is the Wizards have to look good, um, against Cleveland, and I guess I would say against Toronto as well, in terms of, you know, showing force, being, being the type of team that can, um, you can, you can win every game, even if you do all the things you want to do, but you need to put forth good effort. Uh, I'm trying to find the quote here. Um, I was at practice today on, actually, let me just quick, Reminder: I always forget to say this sometimes. You can, of course, find all of our podcasts on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting. Since we did just switch over from Audio Boom to Panoply, I hopefully the transition was smooth. Smooth. If it's not showing up somewhere, or you know something else I should be doing, or I don't know, you got any thoughts on the situation? Not much I can do about it probably, but you never know. Uh, hit me up at Ben Sandig on Twitter. Email bstandig one at gmail.com. Um. I'm trying to find this Scott Brooks quote. I wrote an article up it's on NBC uh washington.com. No, NB yeah, NBC and I was at practice today. Where is this Scott Brooks quote? It's a good quote. Oh, so basically the point is the Wizards is of course, you know, you heard me talk about the Phoenix game. On Wednesday with Dave Preston from WTOP Sports, you know the Wizards have blown leads consistently this year. They were killing it in the first quarter. The, the, the you know maybe at halftime they're still up thirteen, but the second half was just a debacle, especially defensively. And um, you know the, 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 they're not playing consistent. So on that front, in terms of not playing consistent, Scott Brooks said today at practice, "quote I tell our team all the time: the easy part is to play hard; the hard part is to play well." We have some really good players that make that hard part pretty good also. Fortunately for me, our staff, and our group, it never has to be talked about a lot. Hopefully we can get back to playing with some of the toughness, some physicality for 48 minutes instead of 24. Interesting uh, quote there is because John uh, LeBron James had a similar comment about where Cleveland is right now. He said after the Indiana loss on... Wednesday, when they got, uh, uh, lost 124.107, he said, quote, we can't sustain effort for 48 minutes. Um, so, you know, comparable stuff there, but, um, let me, uh, and, and again, I guess I should have, uh, say I'm going to play some audio from John Wall today from practice as well in just a moment. Um, since I'm sort of here on this Cleveland game, you know, obviously, look again, Cleveland, a very dangerous team, it goes without saying. But you know they're they're struggling right now, and you know they're, they're incorporating all these new pieces. They still don't have um, Isaiah Thomas. He's going to be out probably at least till mid season, if not beyond that. They just lost Tristan Thompson. They're still trying to figure out what to do exactly how to use Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade and J.R. Smith, and and so on. Now, Jake Crowder, who has been something of a thorn in the Wizard side the last few years when he was with Boston. He'll probably move back in the starting rotation. Um, look, neither one of these teams are playing at a, well, Cleveland in particular, are not playing at a high level. Well, the Wizards haven't been playing terrible, but they're coming off a bad loss, such things. Um, so, you know, look, if Cleveland, you know, does the things Cleveland can do, especially with LeBron, you know, there's no real strategy I can point to based on, on, on what they've done so far. Say, oh, if they do this and whatever, you know, we we get it. LeBron is good and, you know, all that. But what I am sort of intrigued by is, and I've said this to you guys before, I'm sort of largely looking at this season in terms of the playoffs. What does this move? What does this rotation? What does this, you know, thing, what does it have to do with the Wizards beating Cleveland? And, you know, if you want to say Boston or Toronto as well, that's fine, in in, in the postseason. So the one thing I've been curious about with the Wizards is, you know, whatever whatever the end result is on Mike Scott and Tim Frazier and Jody Meeks and anybody else, the Wizards still don't have – a stretch five. I mean, you can, you know, we can all get excited about the idea of Marquise Morris, who will start, by the way, Scott Brooks confirmed that today. He'll probably play around 15, 16 minutes. He will start. And, you know, he'll play some minutes, not in this game, Brooks said. He wouldn't really count him playing a stretch five in this game. Or as a center, I should say. But he'll play it here. But you know, we can't play him too many minutes. I mean, you have Jan Mahimi and you have Martin Gortat. You can't, you know, it's kind of crazy you paid them all that money and they're sitting. And so this is why, oh, this is my question is, When you're going up against a team like Cleveland, who was going to use Kevin Lovett's center, a guy who's very effective shooting the three, what do you do? You can play March and Gortat against him, but then you're taking Gortat, you know, way away from his comfort zone out at the perimeter. Um, If you go small with Markeith Morris, let's just even say that's the normal plan. Yeah, I mean, Markeith is, you know, it's a week or two down the line. He's feeling better, and, you know, they think he's good to go. Let's even say you do that. Okay, so then you go with Oubre and Otto. You know, you're really, you know, there's some interesting advantages there, but you're really going to go small, um, uh, small. But let's just think about this in terms of the, uh, of this Cavaliers team. Even if you did that with Marquis Morris and you put him against Kevin Love, well, then who's Otto Porter guarding? Otto Porter or Kelly Oubre is guarding LeBron James. LeBron is, you know, all props to Otto, but LeBron is a good, you know, I don't know, 50 pounds more than Otto Porter. I mean, you know, 40 pounds at least. So you need Marquise Morris against Otto Porter, or against LeBron. So then what, Otto Porter's guarding uh, Kevin Love? That's not really that great either. Kevin Love can, you know, physically take him inside. So, you know, Jason Smith is a guy who can kind of do it, but that's not, you know, do you really want Jason Smith on the court, uh, you know, in those situations, and so on and so on. So anyway, this game, even though it's probably not great for Cleveland that Tristan Thompson is out, I'm curious to see this Kevin Love matchup for the bigger picture aspect of it all. We may not see a great effort from Cleveland tomorrow because they haven't been playing well um, anyway. But, and they're giving up a ton of three-pointers, I think about 14 a game, most in the NBA, or at least most in the NBA before the games on Thursday. But, yeah, so well, I was curious to see how do the Wizards handle the Kevin Love situation. If if Markeith is only going to be playing so many minutes tonight, then, you know, presumably Oubre, Otto, Gortat will be a front court. And and we'll see how you know for, for for a chunk of the game we'll see how they do against um, that kind of lineup for Cleveland if that's the way Cleveland wants to attack them. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most. By the way, speaking of the Wizards and 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 such, um, if you haven't heard by now, the Wizards released when when they brought up Markeith Morris, they uh, they released Carrick Felix. And I think that was interesting. Um, and I want to talk more about that in a quick second.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: But first, here is, a, I'm going to play for you guys some audio from John Wall from practice today. He talks just about five minutes, talks about the, the game against Phoenix, the need to play smarter, but he goes into some other topics. He's asked about his former Kentucky teammate, Eric Bledsoe, who was you know with Phoenix, but he's not actually with Phoenix because he's... You know he's been sort of told to sit home. They're to try to trade him, and uh, also you know talked. I asked him about him and and why Bledsoe and Boogie cousins have had issues in in some of their teams, but John Wall has largely avoided that. Asked him about that as well. So here is Wizards guard John Wall, twenty four hours away from the Wizards facing off against the Cleveland Cavaliers.
3: That. Is it um, just as- being solid, Like we had a couple, a lot of possessions in the fourth quarter where we were just playing great solid defense in the last five minutes. Giving up backdoor layups or offensive rebound, just those little simple things of gambling and going for steals and not giving an extra effort to run back on defense. And uh, It's the same thing we say when we get a stop or we get a steal, we, we get got in transition, it's very hard to stop a team because guys are spacing the floor, shooting threes, and then guys can get to the paint and finish. And we had those laps where so we had a couple turnovers or a couple offense rebounds they got, or we about to get a shot clock violation or steal, and somebody goes
0: back door and get a hand one or a layup. You guys obviously played them some really tough games with them last year, including the epic overtime game here, but they look obviously completely different. you take anything out of those games, or other than LeBron, it's just start over?
3: Even with LeBron, it's just basically a new start. I mean, they have a new team, they have a couple of guys that steer there, and Trisha's not going to be playing, so you can't. Let him not being there and Isaiah not being there and those guys getting off to a slow start affect how we adjust the game and go out and play. We have to go out there and compete no matter who's between those lines. And act like it's a star team or treat them like they're Golden State or whoever they are, the team that was just in the final of the last three years. We have to go out there and no matter what players they put on the floor or what opponent we're playing against, we have to compete at a high level. We want to be a lead team, and that's something we have to do a better job at.
1: Is that easier said
3: than done? Because human nature would, you know, look at Phoenix or LA. It's it's easier said than done because you go out there and you're like, well, these guys are not a – they don't have a superstar. They don't have this type of player. So we can go out there and just turn it on when we want to. We're not that great of a team. We haven't accomplished anything like Brad said. So until we get to that point, even when you're at that point, teams are still going to give you your best shot. So you have to learn how to step up to the plate and finish your job when it's there. What's your reaction to Carrick Felix getting waved? Um, it's tough, you know, I mean, he's one of those players where he, he plays so hard and give everything, God, he's a great person, you uh, you never want to see nobody lose their job, it's just something that happens in his business, you have to move forward to, but uh, coach kind of put a great point, it was like if some if other players that don't play as hard and play, take this as serious, if they was on the same level of contracts with him, he would be the guy that stayed and somebody else would leave, because that's how hard he plays and what he brings to the team, but uh, just wish him the best of luck and what he did do while he was here was great for us. Tomorrow's the eighth
0: game, win or lose. It's probably too early to have that one game mean much. But how many games in the season do you think it is to look at a team and say, okay, this is kind of who they are? Right. But they need to start it's to kind of safe because
3: the problems we have now, I think you can say it's easy to have now. These little lapses defensively is good to have now than you have after the All-Star breakup right we are going into the playoffs. We can have these now and figure these out and get those kinks out of the way because no team's going to be pretty early on. Then we get to the playoffs. We know what adjustments we can make. We do have to start fresh. I think that's what we dealt with in the past. That we want good offensive or we want good defensive last year, so you like which one can we figure out? Which team do we want to be? We already know what our identity is. We have to just commit to it. And I think when everybody does it, it starts with me and Brad playing better, better defensively. And when we commit to it, everybody else follows our lead. Obviously, you guys played Phoenix last night. Um, former college teammate Eric Bledsoe is going through kind of situation there. What are your thoughts on? Uh, when he's done with you talk to him. Yeah, I talk to him all the time. Um, he's just sitting back, being a professional. He can't do nothing about it. He, he didn't want. He don't want to be there. He want to go somewhere else. So uh, it's kind of all in his son's hands of what they want to trade him to, what they want to do, and what they want to get back for him. Uh, he's still working out every day, being a dad at home, and just want to get back to playing
0: basketball. You know, with that said, I mean he's obviously now in a tough spot, not with the team. Your other former college teammate Boogie Cousins had issues in Sacramento. You easily could have maybe gone down a certain way here when you started here with the team that was here. How did you avoid that, that, that you you never really had to go through what, what they seem to be going through?
3: Uh, I think it's, it's kind of different. In all situations, all organizations are different. I don't know what those organizations are like, and I never played for them. Um, I know DeMarcus, he dealt with times of trying to get his attitude under control and also them trying to add veterans and add people around to get them to be a playoff team in a tough Western Conference. They didn't get to that point, so they thought their best situation was to get them out of there. Eric's situation was... They had some peace. They had some great teams. Keith's over there with them. They had a season where they almost made the playoffs with 48 wins. They didn't make it. He's going into his eighth year. He hasn't been in the playoffs yet. Seems like the team's getting younger and younger, and he wants to get out of there and get to a team where he can be in the playoffs. So I kind of got the opportunity to be in the playoffs after my fourth year, so it kind of adjusted for me. They had to keep going through it. Last night, you blocked Dragon He's seven-foot one. Is that the tallest guy you ever blocked? I don't know. I block a lot of shots. So. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs>
0: You appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Austin. You. You. You appreciate your time, man. Thanks. Alright, there you have it. Wizard's Guard, John Wall. I think that, that boogie cousins Eric Bledsoe angle is one maybe to for me to think about later on. Um, we'll see how the Bledsoe situation unfolds. Um, for what it's worth on that front, I mentioned when, when, at the time when the, when the Bledsoe rumors got hot, uh, or not the hot, but like you know, the Bledsoe was, you know, Phoenix was going to move on from him and, you know, that immediately led some to talk, think about the Wizards, hypothetically. From what I've heard is that's not in play. And, you know, part of what I said at that time was I just don't see how Bledsoe was going to want to, you know, he's sort of going to sign off on a trade to some degree. Um, You know, in other words, the, the, the visiting team is going to, the, the receiving team is going to want to know he wants to be, to be there if they're going to make a commitment. You know, he he wants his own team. I mean, maybe it's not a Kyrie situation, but he's not looking to play 20 minutes off the bench. He wants to start be uh, the lead you know one of the lead guys and that's not happening here with John Wall and Bradley Beal so that you know beyond the compensation you know what what the Wizards could do or making the salaries match I just think that's a big factor and I don't I don't from what I can tell I don't think there's there's no smoke so there's no fire on the on that front
2: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
0: Well, first of all, Devin Robinson is going to the G League. Um, just means his, his foot's healthy, finally. We knew he was going to the G League anyway. But his foot's healthy. Mike Young's already down there. So Devin Robinson will be in the G League as well. And uh, it should be a good experience for him. Now, as far as uh, <clears throat> Carrick Felix, the Wizards, when they... Until uh, Marky Morris is going to play, Friday, we know this. And so with that, they released Carrick Felix. And a couple thoughts on this. For one, it's, you know, this is not the move that defined whether the Wizards are going to get a two or three seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, You know, I thought Carrick Felix, you know, Scott Brooks today said, Carrick Felix came out of nowhere, had no idea who he was, Um, you know, and essentially, and, you know, he wowed them with with his hustle and defense. And the players, Otto Porter and John Wall said similar things as well. He basically didn't play in the first seven games. Uh you know what I I don't quite know that I don't see a, a place for him especially when you're telling me that the defense has been part of the issue this is what this guy can 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 do you know as much as you know we talk about free Sato and all that you know is not going to give you some of those things and frankly when you were you know watching the Wizards the other day when when Otto was out um Otto will play if I didn't say already but Otto will play of course on um Friday uh You, you know, I mean, you had some weird combinations, and you know, it just seemed like you know Felix's energy might have been a, something you want, a, a good spark. But you know, they didn't see it that way, and maybe he doesn't have enough offense or what have you. But when asked about this today or on Thursday, Scott Brooks said that essentially, I asked why did you make the move, and he said, "Well, Markeith is back, and you know, this way we have, keep some roster flexibility." Um. Okay, sure. You have a space open. That's not nothing. Everything is interesting. That that counts for something. But let's not forget, the Wizards already have Sheldon Mack still on the roster. He's obviously out for the year with his Achilles tear. So when you take out Felix too, forget the two guys in the G League, um, you, you you now have essentially a 13-man roster. Now, you can only have 13 players active on game day. You're going to have two guys down anyway. Um, and look, I guess if they think that Carrick Felix is never going to play... You know, well, okay, well then move on. And now you have that spot. And you know, the the, the cutting him cost them. I think I saw about from Bobby Marks on Twitter, hundred and a little over hundred thousand as a cap hit. Um, so you know, so there's that. But I, I guess I don't quite understand why leave why why do that. I mean, <clears throat> the you know, injuries can come. We just, I mean, I cover the the Redskins also. They're dealing with literally 20, 20 25 injuries, uh, or something like that. And um, you know. You take advantage of every roster spot you can. Of course, it's a different sport, you know, far more brutal in football. But, uh, you know, I also asked Scott Brooks about practice. He said he, he said with the practice schedule and the veteran team, they're not really practicing that. I wouldn't say it's like that hard, but it's not that physical, not, not tons of five on five. Um, so he didn't think it would be an, an issue to have to, 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 you know, to be light a couple of, of numbers. We'll see. I, I, I will just say, you know, I, anybody who's ever played fantasy football with me knows, you know, I don't. I play all nine innings. I, 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 I'll pick up, um, you know, a defense. I want the week before. I want them just because I want to stay ahead of the curve. I'll take a risk. Maybe you know, if I got an open spot from for whatever the reason, somebody got hurt. Or whatever, you know, I, I, I'm not just gonna like leave it open. I'm gonna go, you know throw a big dart at somebody who's maybe an upside play or maybe take a backup running back in case somebody gets hurt or whatever. I'm not just going to say, Oh, well got a guy hurt. I'll deal with that later. So I just don't sort of, for me, it's hard to wrap my head around the concept of not filling a roster spot. And even if you wanted to say, you know, even if Carrick Felix wasn't the guy, then why not make a rep, uh, uh, another move on top of it? Maybe I'm missing something. you know, look, and it's, you know, the wizards are over the luxury tax. We get that. These things cost money. Not being dismissive of that. Um, And I'm not saying, again, that Carrick Felix is what's going to change this season for the Wizards. Just saying, you know, if you decided, hey, look, Tim Frazier, I'm just saying, hypothetically, Tim Frazier, you're not completely thrilled with what you have. You maybe bring back Donald Sloan or some other guard. Fine. Um, You know, you you think that uh, you did notice that the wing D isn't uh, isn't good enough and you want some more, but you also need somebody who can, you know, do a little bit uh, more offensively than maybe Felix. Whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I, I can get it. I'm just not sure why you don't fill that spot up. That's how I would roll, but also not my money. So there you go. Wizards Cavs Friday night at the cap one arena. I will be there. Don't know who will be joining me though. After the podcast, since Todd Divis will not be there. Uh, we'll have to figure out something, but I'm sure we'll we'll come up with a good guest. It's a Friday night. In the big city, LeBron and company will be there. Uh, entertaining. Um, I will say that, uh, I interviewed Jared Dudley, uh, before the Phoenix game, and, uh, we talked a little bit about the Suns, talked a little bit about the Wizards in the NBA. Uh, just because of its Cleveland, I would have probably played that today otherwise, but since it's Cleveland, I'll, I'll, I'll wait, I'll hold it off, maybe I'll, I'll play that interview on, uh, Monday morning's show. But, uh, anyway, Cavs, Wizards, neither team playing at a particularly High level at the moment. The Wizards better than the Cavs, but they're coming off a bad loss. Their worst of the year. We'll see what happens. It should be fun one way or the other. Always interesting when LeBron James is in town. The greeting uh, he gets from the fans, the way they go at it. Um, you know, the Wizards went toe to toe with Cleveland last year. It's as much that reason why people think that they may maybe the second best team in the East as it is that they went seven games with Boston in the playoffs. So interesting matchup. We'll see which of these teams. Continues their sputtering and which team gets a needed W. Thanks to you guys as listening. As always, you can go find the rest of our podcast on iTunes or anywhere else you do your podcasting. Hit me up on Twitter at BenStandig or if you've got some thoughts, email me at bstandig1 at gmail.com. If you're at the game on Friday, let me know, shoot me a picture of what's going on with you or, uh, you know, come by where we're kind of sitting and, uh, say hi. I'm down with that. Um, cool. Uh, let's end it there. Thanks, as always, guys. You rock. Wizards cap should be fun. Until next time, see you.
2: Neal get gets open for three. Dagger! i Hey, Prime members.